Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadu al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Al-Hadith ibn Asim al-Ash'ari narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Purity is half of faith. The phrase alhamdulillah fills the scale. The phrases subhanallah and alhamdulillah fill or the reward fills all the space between the heavens and the earth. Prayer is light, as-salat nur. Charity is a proof, patience is an illumination. The Quran is a proof for you or against you. Every person departs in the morning and sells his soul by either freeing it from punishment or destroying it. So we're just going to take one hadith today because this is uh, a very important hadith. And it is narrated by Abi Malik in his name, that's his kunya. Al-Hadith ibn Asim al-Ash'ari. This is Nisba because he is from the famous Ash'ar tribe from the Yemen. And it starts by saying At-Tuhur. At-Tuhur, Shatrul Iman. And At-Tuhur is purification, purity. And that scholars differ on whether it's At-Tuhur or At-Tahur, whether it has a Dhamma or a Fatha. But the uh, dominant opinion is that it is with a Dhamma. And that when we have a Dhamma, it's the actual action of purification. So just as we talk about the difference between suhoor and sahur, and wudu and wudu. So wudu is the actual act of ablutions. Suhoor is the act of eating the pre-dawn meal, whereas the sahur is what you eat for the pre-dawn meal. And the wudu is the actual water that you use. So you, the, after you make wudu, your wudu is what remains. And that's what the companions used to like to, that seek after was the blessed water that our Prophet used, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So tahur is derived from tahara, which relates to cleanliness, whether it be that, uh, that uh, hissi or ma'nawi, whether it's actually a physical type of cleanliness or an internal spiritual type of cleanliness. So at-tahur, shatr al-iman. It is half of faith. And there's different ways that the scholars uh, broke this down. 
what the general way to think of it is, is that faith is that there's an outward dimension of it and there's an inward dimension of it. And that in, in relation to purification is that it's half of our faith, that the outward dimension and the inward dimension. And then, وَالْحَمْدُ كَمْ So, Alhamdulillah, which is where we say all praise is due to Allah, it fills the scale. And what is meant by this is that it fills the scale that our deeds will be weighed in. And some of them say is that it will actually take a form on the Day of Judgment and fill the scale into that make it heavy and preponderant over the scale of our bad deeds. Or, meaning that it's so, when, we, when it's written in our scrolls, is that when our scrolls are shown and our deeds are weighed in that way, is that it will that outweigh that any of the bad deeds that we've done. And indicating that this is something very great for us to say. And that this is the, they differ about what are the very best ways to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But alhamdulillah, in this particular way, this is how Allah ta'ala's book begins after the Bismillah course. And it's something that we want to bring into our lives. And this is the whole purpose of mentioning this, is that when it talks about purification being half of faith, this is something that you and I should that want to strive towards, outward purification and inward purification. And um, in related to what it is that tahalli and tahalli, what it is that we rid ourselves of and what it is that we adorn ourselves with. So then alhamdulillah tamla al-mizan. So saying alhamdulillah fills the scale. Well subhanallah alhamdulillah tamlan o tamla. And they mention here is that the narrator of the hadith doubted whether it was tamla or tamla'an. So it shows you the precision of hadith. When they doubted what the word was, they would have given the other option of what they thought it might have been. And so that we know that when they mention something definitively, that's how they memorize it, is as it is. And the narrators were upright. If they doubted in the differences, is that temla or temlan? Both of them work in the Arabic language, but one of them is in the dul, temlan, i.e., referring to subhanallah, walhamdulillah. And then the grammarians differ about whether when you use the, uh, the ta'nith there after, that they differ about that. But anyhow, um, it shows you their precision. And tamla'an ma bayna samawati wal ard. So that it fills that which is between the heavens and the earth. And this is because is that uh, one of the explanations of this is, is that when we say subhanallah, walhamdulillah, uh, we are that establishing that we believe in Allah Ta'ala. And by saying both subhanallah and alhamdulillah, we are affirming that all of his traits of Jalal and Kamal and Jamal subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that all of his traits of beauty, of majesty, and of perfection. And we are negating from him that all naqais, anything, any type of deficiency. And this is what it means to do what's called tanzih. Say, subhanallah, you are negating from Allah wa ta'ala 
any type of deficiency. It's one of the overarching principles of belief is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala possesses all attributes of perfection and all deficiencies are impossible for him and inconceivable subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so because everything in reality in the heavens and the earth is making tasbih, when min shayin illa isa there's nothing save that it glorifies his praises subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we say subhanallah and alhamdulillah, even though it's just a quick movement of the tongue, if we combine that deep faith and we reflect upon the meaning of subhanallah, we reflect upon the meaning of alhamdulillah, uh, in doing so, is that the reward that we receive from that is that what would be received, what is the war that we receive from that, fills the heavens and the earth. And then the Prophet said, Prayer is light. And that prayer in and of itself, it enlightens the path for us. And that it translates on the Day of Judgment to that facilitating that our state before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we stand before him. And so that it's from the dhulamat al-mawqaf, it protects us from the various types of darkness that one will that receive on the Day of Judgment. That as is our Prophet said, is that oppression manifests as various types of darkness on the Day of Judgment. And prayer protects us from all darkness. And there's a hadith that says, Man Whoever preserves his prayer, it will be a light, a proof, and a salvation for him on the day of judgment. And whoever doesn't preserve his prayer, it won't be a light or proof or salvation for him on Yom Al-Qiyamah. وَكَانَ مَعَ قَارُونَ وَفَرْعَانَ وَهَامَانَ وَأُبَيْ بِنْ خَلَفْ And he'll be with Qarun, وَعَوْذُ بِاللَّهِ And Fir'aun, وَعَوْذُ بِاللَّهِ And Haman, وَأُبَيْ بِنْ خَلَفْ People that we don't want to be around. And that another meaning of salatu nur is that it is a light on the face of the believer on Yom Al-Qiyamah. And another meaning of it is is that a nur ma'nawi. It is a spiritual light that we receive in our hearts that prevents us from fahsha and munkar, all types of indecency and wrong action. And that it is a means for guiding us to what is right. And so if you think about all of these different meanings, and that some of them say is that it means every, all of this, and then there's meanings that we don't even fully know. As-salat nur. This is why it's so important to have salat in our life. In all of the meanings of nur, everything that we receive from it in this world, everything that we receive from it in the next world. And by being constant in our prayer, Allah Taala will facilitate our affairs. He will make things clear to us. Let us, know, let us know what we should be doing. He'll make clear to us what it is that we should be doing or what it is that we should be avoiding. sadaqatu burhan. And charity is a proof. A proof that we have iman because we know wealth does not diminish through charity. So it's a proof of our iman. And others say that it's a proof of what? Of our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger, preferring them over everything else. And others say it is a proof for us on the day of judgment when we will be asked, one of the main questions is, 
the wealth that we received and how it is that we spent it. And patience, it translates here as an, is an illumination. It's radiance. And this is the difference that they say between nur and dhiya, is that, that both of them could in general be translated as light, but dhiya is the radiance of the light. That would probably be the best way to describe it, is that, that both are light, but dhiya specifically refer, refers to the radiance of the light. So depending upon the strength of the light, it will have various degrees of radiance. So it will sabr dhiya. Patience is an illuminating light and being patient in all of its meanings. And this is why it's mentioned here in this chapter on patience, is that being patient with obedience, uh, worshiping Allah Ta'ala and avoiding uh, disobedience, it will be an illuminating light for us. And in other words, is that by remaining in that patient state, in that state of patience, is that it will that make clear what it is that we should do, and it will be like that radiant light that guides us to the correct path and does what it is that we need to do and helps us do what it is that we need to do. What Quran hujjatun laka, O alayk. And that the Quran is a proof against us if we put it into practice and do what we're supposed to do. And it's a proof against us, if we fail to put it into practice. And then this, the reality is, is that all of us, as we enter into the morning, we are either that We have one or two options. There's no neutrality. We are either doing good for ourselves, and thus that selling our soul by either freeing it from punishment, or we are destroying it. There's no two options. There's no other options other than these two. We that are either that drawing closer to Allah Taala, or we are distancing ourselves from Him. This is the reality of the human being, is that we are lost. And Allah give us tawfiq and bless us to put the meanings of this blessed hadith into practice. May we, inshallah ta'ala, be people who that abundantly praise Allah ta'ala and say, subhanallah, be people of charity, be people of prayer, be people of patience and be people who put the meanings of the Qur'an into practice, and that, inshallah ta'ala, as a means, are freed and released from the fire and all of its meanings. Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.